What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 62 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, Jared Zwirling, founder and president of Post Up 360, joins in. Jared has worked with the NBA, CBS, ESPN, Bleacher Report, MBPA, and Sports Illustrated, man. We discuss Zion Williamson's NBA potential, Stefan Marbury's new documentary, and the future for Close Up 360, plus so much more. You could follow Jared on Instagram at Jared Zwirling. That's J-A-R-E-D-Z-W-E-R-L-I-N-G. You know you could follow me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe right on your Apple Podcast app. Shout out to the Spotify community as well. We see you. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. We actually, uh, actually had a live chat podcast from the gym. Too bad we didn't record it. Yeah, I know. That, that was part one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jared's whirling, uh, close to 360. Welcome back to Combo's Court. Thanks, brother. How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, so, man, I saw that Close Up 360 was actually at the um, Tribeca Film Festival capturing what was going on with uh, Steph Marbury. Can you tell us a little bit about that documentary? Yeah, it's called The Kid from Coney Island. I think it actually uh, debuted this past Friday. Uh, I'm not sure how, how many theaters, but yeah, Steph, uh, I met uh, through Alan Harrington about four years ago. I was working for Bleacher Report, and I knew Steph was back in the States, um, you know, from China, from Beijing, where he lives basically full time. And uh, I had dinner with him and I did a big story uh, really at the time about just what he was up to in China and doing so many things just beyond basketball. You know, he had a, he was opening up his own museum. He had his own stamp. Uh, he had, um, you know, one of the few green cards for any for most uh, for very few American citizens. So, you know, just doing so much beyond the game. He actually had, had his own Broadway play out there. So from there, uh, we just kept in touch. And then he told me that he was working on this documentary with uh, Kudi and Chike, I might be saying that wrong, but they directed Through the Wire, uh, Kanye West's first music video. And they also okay. directed uh, Benji, uh, the 30 for 30 on the high school player who was, uh, that was uh, sad. shot and killed wow. in Chicago. Yeah, so, and, and Cody and, and Chike are both from Chicago. So it debuted in, at the Tribeca Film Festival. It's just a really interesting look at, you know, where his life started from Coney Island to, uh, you know, a lot of it obviously centered around the Knicks and, and, the ups and downs of his NBA career. A lot of it, a lot of it was also about the loss of his father who oh, actually okay. died after watching him play at the garden in 2008. And so that had a big effect on his life and he went into depression and just the, then the Nick situation unfolded more and more. And then he just discovered China to be this place where he was beloved and built his brand and won three championships. Uh, he never imagined ever, going outside the United States to play basketball. But once he w- went over there and they sh- he saw the love, 
Actually, one of Steph's uh, favorite quotes he'll always tell you, he'll, he'll even send, he'll even end text message conversations with this, with this. He'll say, just love is love. It's kind of a big, the documentary is a big, uh, you know, representation of that and what he's experienced out there. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of casual fans would think that like China, you know, it, it would be a downgrade from the league. Well, while playing wise, it is. It put him in such a great spot because there's just so many basketball fans in China and it was almost like an untapped market. Big time, big time. You know, as you know, he had the uh, the line, uh, his Starberry line, right. he was selling them for like fifteen dollars, and so didn't do so well. The company that was selling them uh, went bankrupt, and then he was kind of left without that that line. But when he went over there, he realized how big basketball was. You know, there's over three hundred million people that play basketball alone. So he discovered that how big the market was, and he expanded his Starberry line. Uh, to over 3,000 stores all across the country. Actually, recently he just uh, debuted his new basketball. It's like a glow-in-the-dark, light-up basketball for kids. So he's doing a lot of products. Uh, he's doing, as I mentioned, he has the museum, the play, the stamp. Definitely a businessman. Uh, you know, his his uh, kids are still in the States most of the time, so he's mostly out there alone. Now that he's retired, he'll be here in the States a little bit more, but still he, he has his own residence out there. So yeah. out in Beijing. So yeah, I mean, he saw the business market, how big basketball was. And in fact, after he got over there, a lot of players start starting wanting to go to China because they saw what he was doing there. And so he, he's really been a big springboard for a lot of NBA players that want to get insight and advice on, on going there. So he talks to different guys about it and helps them in, in their transition. Is it fair to say that he's even done more with business than he's done with basketball? Uh, you know, I, I think the, the money he's made definitely is in business now in the last yeah. 10 years since he's been there. He officially retired last February. So, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, as I mentioned, he has his uh, pair of uh, sneakers, his brand, in over 3,000 stores alone. And so, you know, that, that's big for him. And, um, you know, he works on blockchain. He has a couple of business uh, ventures that he does on the media content side. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's pretty ingrained there. I mean, he's not just uh, a basketball player. I mean, he's doing a lot, a lot of business stuff. Not so much in the States, but his, his business holdings is mostly out there. Um, and it's, uh, he's doing pr pretty well. I'm not sure how long or how, you know, what the future holds for him out there. But uh, I know he wants to stay there for, for a while. All right, let's segue to this, man. Your hometown of Miami, they had this D-Wade farewell tour pretty much. It was, it was a great season, you know. But now looking forward, is there like some promise for the team? Like, what do you think their plans are for the future? It's crazy. I mean, the, their whole lifeline is sucked away with, with, uh, with Dwayne Wade gone. So a lot of questions for sure. I mean, they have some definitely some good guards. Uh, Rodney McGruber, who's a really good defensive player. Josh Richardson, who had a hell of a year, averaged around 20 points per game. Um, you know, I, I think Justice Winslow will be interesting to see how he develops his shot. Overall, he's, he's a really all-around really good, good player, but his shot definitely needs a little work. Um, and so, I, I, you know, Hassan Whiteside, kind of interesting question mark, too, because, as you know, he came off the bench this, most, of, most of this year, and uh, just uh, the league is going, going smaller, you know. So, but he's still obviously a juggernaut defensively. Yeah. So, you know, they have some cast space for sure. They just have a lot of questions, and they don't have the attraction right now of you can't say, like, this summer they're going to get or they're in the mix to get like a Kevin Durant or a Clay Thompson, you know, one of the, Kyrie Irving, right? They're not really in that conversation. Yeah, you don't really hear their name pop up when they're talking about right. those guys. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's L.A., right? It's the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, the Knicks. Yeah. Brooklyn, even the Brooklyn Nets could be interesting to get uh, somebody. So that's the thing about the Heat. They're just not in that mix to, like, land somebody. Now, however, Pat Riley 
is a bit of a magician. You know, he does work some magic to get some surprise uh, picks. So, you know, they didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, we'll see how the draft unfolds. Um, I'm not really sure how deep this draft is. You never know. Yeah. You know, steals, steals 14 to 20 or so. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe there's some trade action. They want to get in the top 10, top five, you know. So you'll be looking at some guys that, that could be there. But, yeah, there's, there's definitely – they definitely have a lot of young talent. And I think another thing about the Heat that's really good, too, they have a great culture there. You know, people, people know about their legendary – uh, practices guys are puking after uh, yeah, practices right. you know they got the, the body bags for for grueling practices so you know you, i heard guys they, test, are, they test body fat more than other teams everything like all that kind of testing stuff they do it a little bit more than some of the other programs yeah they do yeah. they do i mean it's it's grueling guys are in incredible shape so you know whatever whatever guys play uh, hit the court for the heat they're going to come out playing really really physical they're going to come out playing very aggressive then again when it comes down to fourth quarter games and playoff games, you're gonna you're gonna need that star or two, which they don't have, but they do they do compete. They're, they're definitely a team that competes a lot. You know, I uh I don't know if you ever heard of him, but there's a guy named Coach Nick. Uh, he makes basketball videos on YouTube. I had him on my. He's probably one of the biggest YouTubers for breaking down basketball games, and he's convinced that Co- that um Zion is a, a generational type talent. But then I had another source. He's close with the Sixers, actually. And he's saying that he told me that he thinks Zion's out the league in four years. Where do you where do you land on Zion in terms of his NBA potential? Well, you know, I, I was watching the shop the other day, uh, uninterrupted the shop with LeBron, and and you know he made a great point. He said that early early when he started watching Zion, he was obviously dunking on everybody because the competition was not even there, right? Right. Especially in high school. But the one thing that he liked with Zion was his energy at Duke on every play. Diving for loose balls. I mean, everyone remembers that incredible block. I forget which game it right. was, but he like just jumped way from the paint, and uh, it was one of the most incredible blocks I've ever seen. And uh, landed out of bounds, but just the ability, the ability to to block a corner three was sensational. So I, I love to see that because at a guy with so much fanfare and so much hoopla and all that, and I'm sure dollar signs are being waved at him in every in every direction. Um, you know, he's got that control. Uh, on the court to really dial in and bring that energy. So I, I really like that a lot. And, you know, the shot got better, I think, over the year, Duke. I think the three is looking better, but the free throws are still looking shaky. But sure. I see improvement, yeah. though, for sure. There is. Yeah, there is. I mean, and because the game, like, like if you're watching the Warriors-Rockets game last night, I mean, there's, like, hardly any plays called anymore. Yeah. These guys are just playing basically just bona fide, very skilled. I mean, they're very skilled. But to, to the casual viewer, it looks like just – street ball yeah you know they're, they're, every possession was so quick and off rebounds it just high pick and roll and then these guys are just going to work and just doing their thing so the game is so different in the nba now where coaches really make their impact in practice where players really dictate the games uh, during the games there, there's there's not a lot of coaching that goes on as much yeah I, so zion works perfectly in the game today where you know off a of fast break uh, you know he'll get his lobs off backdoor cuts he'll get a lot of offensive rebounds. Uh, and like I said, he, he hustles and brings so much energy that he's just going to be like – he might end, end his career as maybe the most as, – as the greatest intangible player of all time because he'll be able to do so many like little things. Maybe like a super uh, Draymond? Like a super Draymond. Yeah. 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 That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I think to your point that we see less plays and it kind of seems like an open run is – Partly, you know, analytics seems complicated, but it also simplified the game in, in a way that they're saying that, like, getting to the line is so important. Making the three is so important. And, and free throws, like, where you can get your most value from each shot. 
Yes, yes. It's it's definitely uh, everything has changed. I mean, if you talk to any uh, coach, trainer, player, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a lot more freelance style. Um, but, you know, th- these guys definitely prepare for it. And I think because of this, the skill level of players now is such a, such a high level. Like, the, you look at, like, C.J. McCullen. Like, yeah. you look at guys, you know, that are even, like, the not the top 20 stars, but even guys that are, like, 20 to, like, 40, 50, guys like C.J. McCullen in that, in that range. Yeah. They, they bring so many more skills to the court. Like, years ago, a guy right, right. that was, like, ranked 20 to 50, 20 to 100, they were, they were only good at, like, one or two things. Yeah. Um, but even like the sidekicks, the third star, if you want to call it, can still do a lot with the basketball. And that just and that's side steps, that's side, uh, uh, yeah, side step backs, uh, step backs, uh, you know, um, you know, floaters off different legs from layups, uh, high floaters, mid range floaters, um, dribble handoffs is a new thing now. Big, a big, oh, I shouldn't say a new thing, but like a bigger thing now. You see a lot more dribble handoff plays into 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 a high. You know, high screen action. I think that's the European influence. All those handles. A lot of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's crazy. I feel like there's so many players in the league now more than before that can like sneak into All Star game just if they're in the right situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You you just don't see it because they might not be on a great team or uh, they're hidden by just maybe their point average. You know, you know how fans are. They look at the top scoring guards and. Sometimes a guy not might not be like Lou Williams. You know, you may overlook him because he's not averaging 25 a game. But Lou is an all-star every year. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you, how do you feel about his about him in the Hall of Fame? Lou Williams? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I mean, on, on, on paper, just with the accolades, probably not. Yeah. Um, if he had maybe one championship, maybe. Right. Um, but but, if he, but if, only if he did it in a way that was – like Manu Ginobili won a few championships, right? Right. Um, off the bench, but one, I know there was Tim Duncan and other great players there, but I think if Lou had like one of those opportunities or two opportunities, then I think maybe yes, but, um, you know, we'll see, you know, he's still what? 31, right? Yeah. 32. Yeah. So, you know, there. we'll see how the rest of his career goes, but he has, if he's on this pace, maybe, maybe, I mean, he's definitely the greatest six man, him and Jamal Mash. I'm sorry, Jamal Mash for Jamal uh, Crawford. Yeah, are probably the two best in the last ten years, maybe. Jason Terry at one point, definitely. Yeah, all those guys could easily start an NBA team, but they just embrace their role for sure. Right, right. Yeah. All right. You, look, I was watching the game with um, the Warriors. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Draymond like dribbled the ball off his foot, and it's almost like he wanted to argue with the ref, even though there was no contact at all. We see so much more like complaining and 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 arguing with the refs. Is it just that we have more cameras and more media? Has it always been like this, or you feel like it's kind of jumped and it's kind of got worse in the past few years i think it goes to what i was saying before is that because of the speed of the game is so increased now the athletes are incredible that they're that they're that they're going to spot a to spot b quicker right and because of that it looks like there's a more contact because of the speed and guys not be able to could be able to stand in front of that speed so you know, whether a guy sort of bodies him behind him as he makes his move or just because players are more off balance guarding, I think it just puts guys in weird situations to have to defend in weird ways. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of off balance and shifting and stuff that makes it look like even watching the Warriors uh, uh, Rockets game last night, like just there was like one foul. I think it was uh, I'm trying to remember the foul it was either it was something with Austin Rivers and James Harden. 
forget who got the call. I think I think Rivers, not Harden, not Harden and, and, and Rivers. I'm, I'm trying to remember. But anyways, there was a bump foul on the three-point line. And it just sort of happened where, like, just because a guy was just out of rotation on defense. And I just feel like watching the game now because it's so fast that there's just so much more unbalanced contact that guys are just, Years ago, you watched the NBA. Maybe I'm overcomplicating, overcomplicating your question, but <laughs> no, go I ahead. feel like years. I feel like years ago, you would watch the NBA, right? And a foul was a pretty traditional foul. A guy was guarding the post player and would just foul him on a post play. A guy would be one on one, and then they, they would just foul him on a post play. Uh, I'm sorry, foul him on a one on one play. But now the fouls are so much more off the ball or in like driving situations or step back situations. So guys are just like not used to guarding that it's just it, the league is just quickly changing now that guys aren't prepared for all the different movements and actions so that's what i see what's next for close up 360 close up 360 man i mean as far as content goes i would say uh just from a player standpoint we have a documentary coming out with ronnie cycli okay uh which, which is gonna be very very cool um he's a former former nba player Right. who was born in Beirut during the Lebanese Civil War, now an international house DJ, music producer, real estate mogul, really fascinating guy. Um, we have a three-part series coming out with Jordan Clarkson. Okay. Uh, looks, looking at his life from San Antonio, um, his tattoos, you know, his impact in the Philippines. Um, we have a special mini-doc with Alan Crabb. Uh, he saved uh, his high school in L.A. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, we have a really cool feature on Jimmy Goldstein coming out. We did a, f- a video shoot, photo shoot at his house in L.A. He's arguably the most famous NBA fan. Uh, I'm sure you've seen right, the course, of course, with, with the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did yeah. a really – we actually drove with him to a game in, in, a, in his special car, which you'll, you'll, you'll see in the, in the video. I don't want to reveal it just yet, but um, we did a drive along with him to the game. Uh, man, just, you know – Every day, you know, we're every day, every week, we're we're launching new stuff, and then when the summer comes, we'll be you know all over LA, Miami, New York, um, you know, three big lifestyle markets for a lot of content. So it's it's cool, man. Just just grinding, you know. Yes, sir. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Where can we find you? Uh, yeah, closeup 360com and then uh, just the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social stuff at closeup360. And um, just thanks for the support, man. Love love everyone's. Uh, appreciation and comments and feedback it's been great well thanks jared you're always welcome back on the show man appreciate you no i appreciate you too man there it is episode 62 is in the books big shouts to jared for joining in we appreciate you here's what we're gonna do today man let me know in the comment section of your apple podcast app who you feel is the best basketball player in the world right now go do that leave a five-star rating as well be on the lookout for episode 63. Happy Mother's Day. Combo out.